CJFXFM is 98.9, nothing but hits. Broadcast Dialogue recently announced the winners of our inaugural Canadian Radio Awards with our jury selecting Antigonish, Nova Scotia's 98.9 XFM as our first ever small market station of the year. Awarded to a local station demonstrating its ability to impact and engage with its target audience, including client effectiveness, community involvement, and creativity, XFM is one of the last independently owned stations in the Maritimes, governed by a board of directors and with second and third generation shareholders. And as it continues to weather the challenges of the pandemic, has been able to retain its 11 staff without making cuts to programming. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we welcome 98.9 XFM General Manager, Ken Farrell. Hi folks, my name is Ken Farrell, Station Manager, 98.9 XFM Radio in Antigonish, formerly known as uh, CJFX. In our 77th year of broadcasting, soon going to celebrate 78 years. I became a part of uh, CJFX XFM after I finished playing my junior hockey and I started out in radio as a color commentator and eventually moved up to be host of our Sunday evening sports show, Inside Sports, which is a one-hour show that is not running this year, obviously because of COVID, but uh, after last year, I had finished 33 years of hosting that show. Prior to becoming full-time host, I was co-host with the late Dr. Cecil McLean. So uh, that is where I got my beginning here at CJFX. And of course, I, as a, a young man in the Antigonish area, I grew up with CJFX and knowing all along how important it is to the community, uh, not only locally here, but in the coverage area and all the good things that the radio station has done in supporting communities over the years. So that's pretty much how I got started uh, in radio, and it's uh, been a lot of fun for the most part. Some people will be familiar with Antigonish as the home of St. FX University, but for those who aren't, tell us about the community and your listening area. Home of the longest-running uh, Highland Games uh, outside of uh, Scotland. That's uh, uh, that's a real homecoming for our people here in the Antigonish area. But uh, w- when you look abroad, we have a significant uh, footprint for a, a small market radio station and we have a lot of uh, people who depend on us to keep a lot of the traditions alive and we do that through our, our specialty programs and that sort of thing and our listeners are very loyal they can be uh, take us to task on occasion with things that they like and things that they don't like for sure but uh, we appreciate them valuing us that much and of course the station itself was conceived in 1943 and it molded uh, into uh, the Antigonish movement and what was the cooperative movement and uh, the support of people. And it was used as an educational form back then in 1943 for the farmers and the, the fishers and uh, people who couldn't get to educational institutions. The programming uh, was uh, developed around that and eventually moved on to what we are today. But uh, people take great value in our news coverage and our uh, programming support of events in their certain areas. The station has been around since 1943, and it's one of the last small market independents in the region. Do you want to talk about CJFX's legacy as a heritage station? 
It is certainly that, a heritage station. And I, I should uh, let you know as well that I wasn't uh, working here when the station opened in 1943, just so uh, you know that. But uh, uh, we're currently in our third location of uh, CJFX XFM. For a long time, uh, the first three years, we were on Main Street, Maniganish. Then we moved to what was a beautiful heritage property on Kirk Street, Maniganish. Uh, beautiful property. Uh, unfortunately, the building uh, wasn't suitable. So that's why we made the move in uh, 2014 to get to a, a more user-friendly building that could accommodate uh, broadcasting efficiently, not only on air, but certainly as uh, as cost of operation went. So uh, the station has been around a long time, owned by shareholders, governed by a board of directors, and uh, the station manager, myself, uh, I take care of the day-to-day operations, and we meet uh, three times yearly to see that things are going the way that they're expected to be on behalf of the shareholders and the board of directors. You've been able to weather the pandemic without any layoffs. Tell us what's been happening at the station since the first wave of COVID last March. Well, when I meet with the people that I have to answer to, the board of directors, I say, you know, the the uh, station's is only as good as the people that are in it. And uh, I stand behind the, the, the staff that are here. Our newsroom is very important. Our day-to-day programming is very important. People are depending on us. We have tweaked our programming a a little bit during the uh, pandemic to uh, accommodate things such as church services. And uh, uh, we're getting great response from an O Canada at 12 noon just before our noon package. uh, You know, early on in this pandemic, you know, people were were worried, really worried. Not that they're not worried now, but uh, the, the uncertainty and the concerns back then. So what I said to the staff here was, we'll let the newsroom take care of COVID. Whoever's on air, you take care of the people that are listening to us and uh, try and be a little bit of a a distraction or deviation from COVID and uh, pick up their day a little bit as we wait ourselves through this uh, pandemic. And we've been fortunate here in Nova Scotia and certainly with the university right in our uh, backyard Yes, we've had three cases since the kids came back after Christmas, but uh, those cases have been resolved. And uh, another point to be made there is so those are actually students that have COVID that make some cases. So we can't forget about the person part of those individuals and how important they are to the St. Evex community and certainly to our community. And they will be leaving here sometime with an education, hopefully with fond memories of uh, Anaganish and their time spent here. So back to the staff, we meet on a weekly basis and we have a chat about what their concerns might be as we wade through COVID. And uh, I've also uh, mentioned to them that I'll do my best to see that everyone stays working throughout the uh, coronavirus. And we, uh, we have been so far. There have been a lot of layoffs at a lot of the bigger radio groups. How has CJFX managed to weather what was a really challenging year for a lot of stations without having to cut any programming or people? Well, we put together uh, through the sales team a pandemic advertising uh, program that was both beneficial uh, at the cost point to our clients and was beneficial to us on the cash side. That was uh, certainly a a big help for us as we uh, moved through. We had to be a, a little bit creative and with some of our contesting and that sort of thing and we we used to have a cruise contest which was associated with some of our programming and 
Uh, we moved that, uh, we changed the format of that to cash for Christmas, where two of our lucky listeners would win $998. And we bumped that up to three with a surprise draw the day of, of the awarding of that. But we had 10 clients attached to that. So innovation like that has, has worked for us uh, through COVID. Uh, not that it's not lean, but uh, I don't see using COVID as an excuse to send people home. And uh, I'm afraid that that is happening, not only in radio, but certainly in other industries as well. You know, you got to have you got to have good people to have a good product and uh, you got to treat them good and it'll come back. So all local small market radio that can carry the bottom line is still possible, even in a pandemic. It is possible. It's uh, it's work, but it is possible. And of course, there's government support along the way as well. We can't we can't forget that. But, uh, you know, the first thing to go when they look at uh, people look at their budgets is uh, advertising. And that that didn't just happen. Uh, That's the way the way it's been. But if you can put something together that that is affordable and on the upside has uh, a, a great number of ad value to it in the number of ads, you know, you can you can make it work and you have to work with your clients as well. You have to be patient. Maybe it won't be 30 days. These times it might be 60, it could be 90, but you, you got to work with them because they're, they're like the staff. Your clients are very valuable. I know you take that idea of serving the community very seriously as a station. Do you think that's the key to radio's survival? Well, my line on that is there's 12 months in the year. So you know, you got to give it up somewhere and it will come back to you. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. And I, I was before I came to the station here in 09 as a station manager in other things that I was involved in. So, you know, you got to give a little and you you will get a little. And of course, this company, and I haven't forgotten it, was conceived on community support back in 1943. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, when you say yes, there's uh, there's work involved. If you say no, well, there's no work involved, but you're you're not involved. So I think it's very important to do what the station was conceived on doing. Was winning the Canadian Radio Award for Small Market Station of the Year a surprise? Tell me what happened at the station when you got that news, Ken. Well, um, pretty happy staff. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of groups that we've supported over the years were pretty happy for us, and the municipalities, and of course uh, our friends in Pictou County. Uh, a lot of people won that award. It wasn't uh, it wasn't just CJFXXFM. It was all our supporters. They were they were all pretty happy, and we still are. <laughs> Is there any thought you want to close on, Ken? To thank you for the opportunity, and certainly. Uh, Thank you for uh, the award as well. I mean, we're, we're very grateful to the Broadcast Dialogue because uh, there's a lot of valued information in there on a weekly basis. And to have an opportunity to win an award, it's pretty rewarding for us. And it is a national award, and we're very grateful. Congratulations, Ken, and thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. I'd be remiss not to mention our close runner-up in the small market radio category, another independent, Huber Radio's Cat Country 98 in Assiniboia, Saskatchewan. Cat Country 98, Assiniboia. We back, we back, we back in the speaker. Oh, yeah, come never broke my heart. The cat. You can learn more about the Canadian Radio Awards and listen to the winning audio submissions at CanadianRadioAwards.com. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, 
I'm Connie Teeson. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.